one of the other fears that a lot of wellness hairstylists come across is what it what happens when I release the identity of being trendy and start accepting my identity of who I am and letting that be a transparent, uh, honest experience on social media, uh, in your brand and your mission with your business. Like you're living out loud to the hundredth degree when you decide to really be authentic with yourself. And it's not going to be validated through current trends and um, some of your some of your heartfelt stuff. I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the Secret Life of a Hairstylist podcast, where we shatter the term "I'm just a hairstylist" and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha, and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I want to help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media, to how to sell retail, to how to continue a positive mindset making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair? Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of The Secret Life of a Hairstylist. I feel like it has been so long since we have been all together. I, If you saw on my social media about a month ago, my computer had died on me and I lost all the episodes that I had pre-recorded, but I patiently waited and I have them all back. So we are back in full swing. I'm super excited for the episodes that are coming up over the next couple months. Before we get started and dive into it, I want to just share something super excited, uh, super exciting um, that my business partner and I are doing over the next year. And I'm telling you because we need your help to do it. So you are one of the first people to know about this secret project. We are creating a book. And what we want in this book is it to be really a highlight of everything that we do within our industry, the behind the scenes, the nitty gritty, the emotional stories, the funny stories. We really just want to showcase the power that our industry has, the power that it has to help people, to help transform them, to just make them feel more confident. And I think that this is even just like the the connections that we make with our clients. I think that there is so much power behind our industry and I feel like it needs to be shared more with the world. So if you head over, I'm going to put in the show notes, there is a link for, um, a submission page where you get to share your story, why you love what you do. It can be through a funny story. It can be an emotional story. It can be just a way that you've connected with your client. It can literally be anything, a secret into our lives as hairstylists. So in the show notes, I'm putting a link there where you can submit your story to be showcased in our book. The great thing is is that you can choose to either have your name in it or you can be completely anonymous, but we really just want to be able to share the beauty of our industry. So head over to the show notes once you're done this episode and um, start writing your story. So without further ado, I am going to bring on our next guest. 
Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Secret Life of a Hairstylist, where we crush the term, I'm just a hairstylist. I am here with Abby Rose today. I'm so excited to have her on. We actually met through um, a coaching program that we are a part of, and I've gotten to know her a bit, and she has so much knowledge, so much amazing wisdom, and so much of everything. I love it. I love it. I'm super excited, um, especially because of what we're talking about today. And I think a lot of the episodes this season are going to be surrounded around this because we are finding ourselves in a little bit of a funk in the hairstyling industry. I feel like there's so much changing. Um, People are speaking their mind a lot more. There's a lot of different things that are happening on social media and it can cause a lot of hairstylists to become confused or lost or um, feeling down on themselves. And there's a lot of like, just, I don't know, it's like the, the energy in the world is different, right? And so it's building a lot of like lack of self-confidence in a lot of people. And so I think that it's really important that we focus on a lot of like wellness building and confidence building and all that kind of stuff to really help out our hairstylists. So again, I'm super excited to have Abby Rose on here. She's a wellness stylist, life coach and a hairstylist as well. So I'm super excited to have her um, be able to share some of her knowledge, tips and expertise in the industry. So welcome, Abby. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here this morning. I'm having um, the best time making all of these connections with people that are ready to have the conversation about wellness, that are ready to have the conversation about energy healing, as well as mental health, and what it means to set goals that include your own best interests, your own wellness, and uh, to have it be more than just numbers, to have it be more than just profit, or just going in and being of service to your clients. Like, how do we wrap this all into a ball of... um, you know, possibility that could be our very best life. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes me want to better, like live my best life. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> so what is, we'll start off with this. You are a wellness stylist life coach. What does that mean? And why is it so important to our industry right now? Oh my gosh. There's so many layers to that. <laughs> so, um, Maybe I, can I answer that question by giving you a little bit of ba- background with me? Absolutely. Start um, with like how you got into it. All We want all of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because everybody winds up coming to their evolutionary process differently. Some people, um, I, I'm definitely mind, body, spirit oriented on, and everybody focuses on that differently. So um, for me, I wound up learning about uh, energy work first before I learned about um, neurolinguistics, patterning, hypnotherapy, and uh, some of the mental certifications that I've that I've accumulated. But first, it was energy healing. That's what drew me drew me into wellness and learning my own personal boundaries, learning about what it meant to have personal goals that were about like my body, my fitness, my lifestyle, my wellness incorporated into my life. And then, um, you know, with those two, two different layers, then it became uh, this evolved thing where I became more passionate about the industry. 
Um, I totally had a dark night of the soul. And I actually feel like the whole industry as a conglomerate, as like a, as a entity unto itself, the salon industry is going through that. We're reevaluating what we've been doing and taking a look at what's working and what's not working and giving permission and space for something new and better. And that is where, um, that's where I come in. I, I've been doing energy healing and um, and Reiki and shamanic practices, Akashic records, tarot reading, and you name it. I've, I, I've gotten, I've taken a class on it and I've been doing that for like 10 years. And it's so much fun uh, because there's, there's, so much surprise and magic in the experience. There's things that I experience that I just can't plan. And um, it, it never stops like wowing me about like the intuitive experiences that we can have on this planet while we're here. So um, wellness coaching has come to fruition because there's, if we, if we, focus too much on one aspect of the mind, body, spirit, uh, holistic wellness aspect, then we're missing out on, um, you know, potential for growth. And it winds up becoming like, you know, a three-legged stool where one of the legs is longer than the others and they become unstable. So um, I started off with energy and then I went into the mental and then it evolved into my purpose, which I consider like a spiritual experience. Um, And how to find your purpose in salon through services with your clients. Like you don't have, your purpose doesn't have to be a big, huge next best thing. It can be, how do I go deeper into um, self-love, helping facilitate self-worth with our clients through our services. So um, that's how I kind of evolved into being like a wellness coach. Um, but I, I, the process is definitely like a whole nother, um, learning process. And you have, you start from the beginning when you start that journey. So like keeping a beginner's mind has been such, um, such a useful practice to have when, when you start exploring yourself on a deeper level and, and your clients on a deeper level, your family on a deeper level. It's so much, uh, it's so gratifying. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that is so important right now with the, you know, amount of mental health issues that are happening around the world. Um, And I see it just in Canada alone. And even in my province, like mental health has skyrocketed. Uh, It's through the roof, um, the amount of people who are dealing with it. And so to be able to ground ourselves more and transform ourselves into wanting and living a better life. And even just those little like self-care practices make such a huge difference. And I think sometimes we just need those people, people in our lives to remind us to do that. Um, so, I mean, if you're not already following Abby on Instagram, even just like her little tidbits are awesome. So I will yeah. link that in the show notes. Um, but, but so you, you um, have evolved this into a career of coaching people through this. So 
what are some ways that you help people transform? What are some fears that that come up within people? Because I think that, you know, they might not even realize this is a fear until you kind of say it that they're not alone in in the fears that other people have, right? Um, Whether it be like, and I know you had made a a post not long ago, um, of fears within your business of like money, money, insecurity, and, 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 um, judgment and all of that. And so what are, what are some ways that you help people transform and how they can utilize that within their, their space? I'm sorry, that was a very loaded question, but (laughs) no, I love that. Actually. I think, I think it's, it's, it's best to address the issue, right? Like we can, um, we can have all these wonderful conversations about, uh, you know, tips, and tricks here and there. But if, if they're all little tiny symptoms of like a core issue that we have, then how much traction are we really going to get when we're putting a bandaid over something systemic? So that's a, that's a totally valid uh, question. Um, so when it comes to helping hairstylists, cause I, I, I have a clientele that are like salon clients. And then I have my clientele that are hairstylists. So I'm, we're, we're talking about hairstylists, right? Yes. Hairstyle. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, because I actually, I, I train hairstylists, how to become a facilitator of greater self-love, um, how to, uh, incorporate energy healing and things like that. So, uh, when it comes to evolving your brand, evolving your mission with your business as the CEO of your own, um, even sole proprietorship, or, you know, if you're a booth renter or, um, you know, a solo stylist, or if you're on a team, like you still have, um, you still have a mission in life. And that is to deliver your medicine and your purpose while you're here. And if we don't find out what that is, there's, um, there's Eric's Erickson's eight different stages of life. And what happens is, you know, there's certain benchmarks in our twenties, our thirties, our forties, fifties, sixties, that if we don't hit those benchmarks of living out your purpose by the time that you're 60, then there becomes this um, bitterness towards life and frustration in our age of retirement. So it is an important question. And I, I love to help facilitate helping hairstylists find what their purpose is, find what their mission is, what their own unique medicine is, because we all have a message of love of compassion, of facilitating something better in life. And we we all ping each other all day long. And as hairstylists with touching, with conversations of heart, with dealing with vulnerability, ego, and, um, you know, creating a persona, we have this really powerful ability to be able to change lives. And it's not just hair color, haircut and extensions that we do that through. Um, We can do that through the words that we use and through the message that we deliver and channeling and intuition and psychic abilities and energy healing. That's all an organic natural process. Everybody has that ability. So giving space and honoring the fact that that is 
a God-given right of the fact that it's a it's it's not a special talent that I have. I've just developed it opposed to somebody else who maybe hasn't spent the time because they're focusing on, you know, the fitness aspect of it, the body part of of like health and wellness or they're focusing more on the mental. And so helping facilitate understanding about what energetic boundaries are and how to identify what's going on when it's happening, when we might be having an energetic drain with clients in our chair and uh, learning to understand what the difference is between an energetic drain that happens because it's literally an energetic exchange that feels like a suck or whether it's a story that has popped up in our head and we have like the mind issue of, um, you know, I saw a facial expression, so it must mean this. Then we make assumptions and we distort what's actually happening based off of our past experiences. So helping hairstylists understand if it's an energetic issue, how to work through that, how to have um, good, clean, energetic practices with uh, cleansing ourselves uh, between clients and also if it's a mind issue and how to deal with the stories that we hold on to based off of how somebody looks, the expressions that they express, the, the, um, the assumptions that we have based off of body language, based off of our own childhood. So um, giving people tools to be able to um, manifest the relationships that they want and stay in our own power And how we do that is being curious and really asking ourselves what's going on. What does it feel like physically? What does it feel like energetically? What does it feel like emotionally? And what's the story that I have with it mentally? So um, I just started my mastermind again, and we just closed signups. We're going to have our first call on Monday. And I'm so excited because this is the first one where we're really talking about all of these things on a deeper level and how to like live out loud and brand because when we are struggling with fears and when we're struggling with growing our business, we throw so many, I mean, we are our own worst enemy. And sometimes it looks like when it comes to fears with hairstylists, you know, coming back to that, um, it can look and sound like not wanting to do social media posts and we could just say that, oh, I'm not interested. I just don't like that thing. And that could be true. It could also be true that we have a fear of being seen. Because when you start the wellness journey, you commit to a life that says, I'm going to be authentic with myself. I'm going to be in my body. I'm going to feel what I feel. And I'm going to notice what needs healing and I'm going to work on that. Like I'm not going to avoid it um, and and run from it with wine and social media and TV and, you know, drama with relationships. So uh, it really can be a really interesting journey. Um, and it has a lot of ups and downs, but they're so enriching because the ups and downs continually evolve and you you begin to scale your business. You begin to profit more because you start to understand that numbers are valuable and it's, and, and to release stories about self-worth. 
one of the other fears that a lot of wellness hairstylists come across is what it what happens when I release the identity of being trendy and start accepting my identity of who I am and letting that be a transparent, uh, honest experience on social media, uh, in your brand and your mission with your business. Like you're living out loud to the hundredth degree when you decide to really be authentic with yourself. And it's not going to be validated through current trends and um, some of your some of your heartfelt stuff, as long as you make it relatable, I think to the human condition, there there are so many enriching posts that you can put on social media as a hairstylist about self love, compassion, you know, the things that you are really drawn to speak about. Um, another fear that a lot of people have when they jump into wellness in general is the old, um, the, the old concepts that personal development, hypnotherapy, counseling outside of the church is like a bad thing. So we're healing when we are being authentic with ourselves and choosing a path that is self-directed. We oftentimes, if we come from, uh, a background with church that's been toxic, then we have to heal that ourselves in order to accept ourselves fully and embrace uh, embrace this independent experience that's not going to be validated by anybody else. And you have to give yourself permission and space to really um, be who and what you are without judgment. So there's a lot of there's a lot of healing old judgments. There's a lot of healing. Um, you know, fears of abandonment or fears of rejection socially, uh, because you're, it's a willingness to see yourself fully. And everybody has parts of us that is unique to ourselves. While at the same time, our, our experiences in life are human experiences that everybody, everybody has pain, everybody has um, a desire to maintain relationship. It's, it's part of human um, necessity. So all of the common fears that we go through are, uh, everybody has, and it just is depending on who you're talking to, if they've worked through that already, or if they haven't worked through it. If somebody hasn't worked through their stuff and you are processing and working on, um, you know, a fear of rejection or not being trendy. Uh, because what well, the ironic thing is when you're authentic with yourself, you, you become the trend, like, because <laughs> people want authenticity. And, and so we have all of these, you know, fears about it, but when you finally accept it and you finally say, I'm going to be me, this is what I love. I love these quirky, weird things. I'm passionate about, you know, Comic-Con or something that you might be concerned about judgment with, or, you know, um, any other lifestyle that's a little bit flamboyant. Um, you know, it's, it's giving yourself permission to love that and being transparent with it, with the world of like, this is who and what I am. And I'm fully in love with me. Can you also be fully in love with you? So it's, it's a big journey, <laughs> but it's oh. so worth it. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. Those just some of the fears that you were bringing up that they are very 
it, it is all about your like self-identity and, and being grounded with yourself and accepting of yourself. Um, and it's interesting seeing a lot of people on social media who, when it, when it comes to social media anyways, um, people talking about, uh, those who have like grown their, their, their Instagram followings. Um, and you know, the hairstylists out there with larger followings and they're doing such amazing things. Um, uh, and we start to get into that like comparison syndrome. And I've noticed a lot of people who are a lot of stylists in particular, who do have those larger followings, who are talking about their, comparison syndrome now and they're talking about those low points that they have and just knowing that we all go through it no matter where you are and it does not matter how many followers you have or how you present yourself online it doesn't need to be this beautiful curated feed anymore it really should just be more authentically you um and so it's just kind of interesting how those fears come up with everybody, no matter where you are in life. Um, and, and just people knowing that they're not alone. Right. Yeah. I, I've got a couple of friends that have 10, 20, 50,000 followers. And I hear from uh, like having conversations with some of my girlfriends that have that many people that have been following them for however long it took them to gain that level of following. I hear directly, you know, from their heart and soul that, you know, they feel pigeonholed, like if they don't be a certain way or, you know, and, and how to grow past that and give yourself permission to evolve, like heaven forbid somebody that we love that makes pizza on Instagram stops making pizza for us. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, give people permission to be different than how they were yesterday. Because if we're not doing that, if we're not giving our family and our friends permission to show up differently on the daily, then, you know, we're, we're entrapping people and saying like, no, you have to be this specific way for me to love you. Or for me to, uh, you know, have your, you know, engagement with you. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, the evolution that's happening with some of some of my friends that have this kind of empire who are Insta famous. And I'm just listening to them going like they're, they're evolving and they go through fears just like we, you know, that have 2000 followers or 200 followers. It's the same thing. You know, people still want to to be accepted at the end of the day and to realize that, you know, you're going to be in a place that is going to be different from where somebody else is no matter what. And to make space for you to continue evolving your own journey and your own path and create, give permission for there to be space for the people that aren't where you're at. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun to have that conversation. So thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I even I, I almost kind of hate talking about social media in a sense, because it seems like such an unimportant thing in the grand scheme of things, but it is so much a part of our lives. Now it is a part of how we grow our business. It is, you know, we're, we're on it all day. And even and I hate to even bring this up, but when the whole thing crashed, <laughs> that, that people really realized how much time they do spend on social media. Right. And so it has become 
ingrained in our lives now that that is where we, even as hairstylists, just gain a lot of our education, right? That's where we are uh, picking up all the information we need within our businesses to grow our businesses to uh, how, how to foil hair, how to do this and that and all those other things. So um, it is important to still bring up those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of going into uh, an, another topic is we're coming up to the holiday season, but what are some ways in which we can ground ourselves coming up and like prepare ourselves, set ourselves up for success within the whole or coming up to the holiday season, because it can be super overwhelming. And I know that there are so many stylists out there who are just like, well, I'm going to work the crazy overtime. I'm going to pick up all the shifts. I'm going to, you know, and then you end up getting burnt out and you regret overworking yourself and you would have been fine had you have just worked your normal hours. So what are some ways that we can kind of ground ourselves and, um, and prepare ourselves for that in kind of an energetic way? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to deal with things, mind, body, spirit. So we'll start with the, or mind, body, energy. We'll start with the energy because, um, definitely one of the things that I like to do is, um, take a lot of Epsom salt baths that, or, um, Epsom's like you can do a salt scrubs in the shower. If you're not a bath person, you can do salt scrubs in the shower. Um, the negative charge and the negative ions with salt really does uh, change the ionic charge of the atmosphere around you. So you're able to really have a, a different kind of clean. It is energetic and it is um, it does have to do with like magnetism and, and energetic charge. The more that the energy around you on a, on an electrical level, like everything, when I say energy, I'm talking about like electricity and people oftentimes think of energy as some like feeling that you get, but it's, it literally is electricity that we're talking about when we talk about energy. So, um, and the energetic exchange does wind up translate as like a, a, a feeling, but you can, uh, you can actually match people. Um, if you were to put my brain on a scanner and somebody else, and we wind up energetically connecting, it'll show up like our mirror neurons in our brain will fire. The electricity in our brain fires the same. We become two mirror images of, um, uh, of, of our brain. So when it comes to energy, I do like to always consider, remember your salt, um, adding a little bit of salt into your, or drinking celery juice. Cause celery juice has high, uh, mineral, uh, mineral salts content. And that actually is really good for the body too. It's really good for digestion, um, so when we talk about the body, how to take care of the body, um, I love at least a 10 minute walk. If you can get a five to 10 minute walk outside in the morning, just to ground yourself, center yourself, even if it's raining, I live in the Northwest. So it's like always raining in the winter and there's no excuses. My dog still needs to go out and, um, That's okay. well, I live in minus 40 in the winter and we still go for walks. So there should be no excuses. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Yeah. So take care of your body. Um, 
juice. If you, if you have a juicer, you know, pull it out actually and use it. If you've got a, um, uh, you know, a smoothie maker, bring a smoothie to work. Don't have it be your breakfast. Like actually make a breakfast at home and bring your smoothie as a snack in between lunch and breakfast. Um, because oftentimes lunch, lunch can flex in the salon industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, I plan on my smoothie as like a brunch kind of a snack. It's got 10 grams of protein. We should be getting 10 grams of protein every two to three hours, you guys. And at least, at least 120 calories every two to three hours. And so snacking with, a you know, a small amount of cheese and crackers, um, or, you know, some type of meat in an apple, bringing snacks that you can grab that are handheld, um, making sure that you have those at salon. And then, um, you know, we, we talk about energy as in like, I'm like elevating that into like an emotional experience with clients, giving yourself permission to not be responsible for how other people feel and what goes sideways in the day. Like it's, it's not our job to fix every sideways situation that occurs. Sometimes things just happen and you can choose to work overtime for them if you want. Uh, but this is actually where I, I am thankful um, that I have a wonderful group of people. Thanks to um, Brit Siva with her thriving stylist, because she teaches systems. And that's, if you, If you really want to create boundaries and are struggling hard, um, not just having like a one-on-one coaching session to release, uh, you know, the old stories and the behaviors, that's a wonderful thing that isn't really talked about in our industry on how to change your habits and beliefs and your thoughts around when something goes wrong to not be the fixer. Like, how do you, how do you stop being the fixer? There's a process to it. I know what it is. I've accomplished it. <laughs> like proud recovering fixer. <laughs> and um, uh, so exploring that, that's long-term goal, but short-term goal, if you have online booking and having a system for people to like schedule online and know, like, I know there's still people that text their clients and that's their thing. I highly, highly recommend um you know, switching to just email. And if people need to get a hold of you, they can call or email. That's, that's what I do because I feel like texting people throw their problems out before they have a solution um, all the time. I'm like, I'm having a feeling and here's, here's my issue with either my hair or my hair appointment. And then you find out it's fine. So it's like a lot of wasted energy with texting for me. So um, creating systems that omit the need for people to connect with you constantly and giving yourself hours where you're at the salon, hours where you're not. And if you don't, if, if you're having a hard time with your boundaries, taking an opportunity to, um, you know, change a system in your, in your salon business and that that's been huge for me, keeping my hands off of the decision-making and saying like, Oh, there's not an opening. I, Oh, I don't know. It's just my salon software that does that. I don't, you know, so I have to keep my hands off of my own schedule as much as possible. Cause I will still be like, Oh, I can, I can work an extra half hour. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> but yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that is really important is setting those boundaries. And, and just as you were talking about like eating properly and, and um, snacking throughout the day and stuff, it just reminded me of our friend Shelby Betancourt, who I'd done an episode with uh, last year. And it, it's just a, a really good reminder that I love that hairstylists are bringing up now this topic of eating properly, exercising, going for that walk, um, setting those boundaries. So even if you just make a list for yourself of the things that, you know, just like think back to last Christmas or the Christmas before and how that may have affected you and things that you wished you would have changed. So setting those intentions and writing, writing it down, because you have to write it down, you can't just think of it. But if you write down a list of those things that you want to change for this season to set yourself up for success, that will make a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, but I love that that conversation is coming up more and more because it is so important. And I'm the first to admit that I go like a whole, um, uh, a whole day without having a lunch, right? Because well, people say fasting is, is healthy, but like, you know, I went, I went through like a weight loss thing and, uh, like with a medical weight loss program type thing. And she was like, no, no, don't do that. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, I know it's trending and it's, I just was curious, <laughs> but, um, everybody you do you, I know there's people that love their fasting, um, which, yeah, sometimes that's nice to do. I, I give the body a break of eating, but I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge, um, advocate for any specific way of living. Cause I, it flexes, you know, life changes and I, I have different cravings and I have different needs in my day. And I'll tell you, you know, when, when I don't take care of my body and if I forget to exercise in the morning, do my stretching, reconnect, do my meditations, um, eat, what happens is I will start to feel kind of yucky. And sometimes like if you have been fasting, there can be that kind of ethereal high where you're kind of absent a little bit. Like there's just kind of emptiness, like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm, I feel more clean and like a process better. And, but also what can happen is like your energy can still drain, even though you're in that ethereal experience. And then like our boundaries can have a hard, we can have a hard time with maintaining boundaries. If we're in an energetic weakness, because we're, our body is feeling weak, because it's not getting sustenance, even though like our spiritual experience might be kind of like woo, woo like fun and amazing with the whole fasting thing as long as your boundaries are still intact because you can have an energetic weakness through that process or if you start to get tired and hungry you start to feel bad and then that's when uh people wind up giving away minutes with their services where they give away uh, like services and forget to even put it in the register and be like, Oh my God, I, did, I forgot to charge it for the cut. <laughs> and then you feel bad and you like, there's these process that happens that is totally avoidable. And um, uh, you know, being in a state where you're caring for yourself keeps you alert of what your boundaries are, keeps you energized to be able to, to, 
enact them and practice them and to be aware of what you're doing, what's going on and on your ball. So um, whether that's fasting or not fasting, as long as you have the energy to maintain uh, feeling good, because when we feel good, we charge appropriately. When we don't feel good, we oftentimes give things away like, oh, I'm not feeling really great. I'm just going to charge less by accident or forget things or you know, those kinds of things. So there's a direct tie with our um, feeling on the ball and energized and motivated. uh, And what we remember to ring up in the register, what we charge for and um, giving people the best experience that they can have. It's so true. And I mean, anybody can attest to this, whether you believe in spirituality or healing or energy or any of these things, you all know that if you wake up on the wrong side of bed or sleep past your alarm clock, that you are not set up for success that day and something goes awry. So this is a good attestment to it because it is, it it does make a huge, huge difference. Um, so yeah, yeah. Those are the days that people call it and cancel and you'll be like, Oh my God, I manifested that. And (laughs) then you'd be you know, that's like great, whatever. You could go take a nap or usually you'll probably sit on your phone, but <laughs> there's like, we do wind up having less income on the, on those days. And it's, um, it's good to be aware of. Yeah. It's so true. And I mean, we're in the middle of, or the start of October right now. And October is usually generally in the hairstyling industry, a little bit of a quieter month, just because it's that um, calm before the storm of the holidays. Right. And so we do have some stylists who, you know, had a cancellation here or there, or uh, a little bit of a quieter day. And, and that is the biggest thing that we have said to them is I do not want to see you sitting in the back room on your phone. Because when you get into the back room, that is where the shit hits the fan and you get, you go downhill and it never feels good just sitting in the back room. So keep yourself energetically, um, positive and, and, and what's the word I'm thinking of, but anyways, it, it keeps it keep on your you, game. Yeah. It keeps you on your <laughs> game. It keeps you motivated. Right. And if we yeah. just sit there and scroll through Instagram or TikTok or whatever, that that's where we go down a, a downward path. And so, you know, take out a mannequin and practice some, some new looks or techniques or, um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, what you're, what you're saying is really, um, like rem- reminding me there's, I know that there's, there's that school rush in September and mm-hmm. then, you know, the last half of September and October, and then the, like the first week or two, the first week of November, there is this space, right. Where there's not a holiday, there's not an event happening. And for me, what I've, um, what I've always used that time for October is the best time to increase your prices because there's not all of this stuff happening. So um, for those of you that feel like October is like a free month, it really shouldn't be. It should be that, uh, you know, it should be that part of your, um, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity month. And that's what I look at it is an opportunity month to change things to, as you said before, set those, um, new practices or, or those that, that schedule. Right. So 
utilizing that month to do the things you might not have had time to do in other months when it was super crazy busy. So yeah. October's yeah that's when I bring out my fall menu that's when I bring out all of the fun things for um, you know decorating and it's when I do all of my social media uh, planning for the winter time it's uh, my email marketing so it should be a busy month for you but it might not be with clients it might be with um, planning and and your price increases so um, food for thought. Absolutely. I love that. And I just thought opportunity October. That's the perfect. I'm going to make a post. Oh, I love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for Abby for coming on here to wrap up. It's season three. We are sharing secrets Shh. as it's secret life of a hairstylist. So what is a secret that you can share with us, whether it's a funny story, a trade secret, something nobody knows about you? What do you got for us? Oh my gosh. I was <laughs> so not prepared for this. I I don't even know because I'm okay. So this, this is not a secret. I can't keep a secret. Like I wind up telling my sister what I got her for Christmas every year. I'm like, do you want to know? <laughs> I, so, I do the same thing with my sister. We share. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a secret. I just like to share uh, all the time. And, um, you know, it's funny because I have a lot of introverted friends. You would think that that, but I guess every, everybody needs an extrovert. Every introvert crowd needs an extrovert. And I guess I'm that person, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a secret per se. Um, you have an embarrassing story of what's happened in the salon. Cause we always love those. Besides walking around with ripped pants. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I am regularly trying to make certain outfits work when they don't necessarily work. So there's been multiple occasions where I've had like a ripped armpit or a ripped, a ripped crotch of pants. And I'm like, well, this is, we're just going to walk like this for the rest of the day. It's fine. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm thick in the shoulders and I'm, I'm thick in the hips and, uh, there's some stuff that's like way too cute. And I'm like, so I've, I think I've learned my lesson. Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I have more, more than enough stories of something like that happening. We have to be careful with those pants. Cause I actually had a client once um, this was last year and she got up out of the chair. I just finished her hair and she was walking in the door. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I like, I almost like didn't tell her, but then I was like, no, I have to tell her. Um, her pants <laughs> had ripped down the back and her butt was hanging out and I felt so, oh, bad. She was no. so embarrassed, but like she was super cool about it. Um, and obviously grateful that I had told her. So I, I sent her home with a cape wrapped around her. <laughs> her waist. Oh, that is so sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, those people need to know that stuff. I was at Nordstrom once and there was a gal who was like in the main area, the sale, like they were having a big sale at Nordstrom and uh, she was walking around with the full like cape style, but the little um, toilet seat cover was barely tucked in and she just, it was just flapping in the wind. And I'm like, how, how far away from the bathrooms are we people? 
how awful had that she had to walk all the way over here. I mean, Nordstrom always has their own bathrooms, but she walked across the kids section and <laughs> to get there. And I'm like, oh, I yarded her by the arm. I'm like, girl, you, <laughs> we have, we have a situation. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with people? Oh my gosh. Well, word to the wise advice from Samantha and Abby to tell people when something is happening on their backside that they don't know. <laughs> yes. Don't let, don't let people, I mean, that's the great thing about hairstylists. So I think there's most hairstylists will, will correct something. They'll just reach out and touch you <laughs> and yeah, be like, Oh, hold on. You've got a thing. Exactly. It's so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Abby, for joining me on here. Um, for hopping on this call. And um, I guess last but not least is let people know how they can find you and what is happening. Uh, is there anything exciting that's happening for the new year? Yeah, actually, I, so I'm always taking one-on-one -on -one coaching clients for hairstylists that are wanting to do um, goal setting that are, that are having hiccups cups, like they've done coaching and they've hit a wall and I break down the walls with NLP, hypnotherapy and energy healing. We do some uh, intuitive stuff as well, guided meditations. But uh, another thing that I have going quarterly is at the beginning of each quarter, we have mastermind signups that are um, part of the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So when people join the one-on-one -on -one coaching, they get part of my mastermind. And it's a group of women who are <laughs> energy sensitive, who are wanting to evolve their business into something that is more personal development and um, holistic. They're wanting to go more sustainable, cruelty-free, natural. And we have conversations about what that looks like and how to show up differently on social media. Um, but I have webinars that I do actually at the beginning of the year, I'm going to have my prosperity price increase webinar, um, at the very beginning of January. So I'm super excited, but you can find all that information on abbyrosewellness.com, A-B-B-E-Y. Um, and then, yeah, my Instagram, abbyrose underscore mystic stylist. So, um, yeah, I try to be, I try to be everywhere. <laughs> um like a uh, loud obnoxious ninja you know <laughs> <laughs> we all try to be everywhere but it's not always possible so if you can find her on those two places that would be amazing yeah awesome this was, so fun. <laughs> this was so much fun thank you so much for joining me on here and um we will have to have more conversations <laughs> oh I can't wait thank you